time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKTN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heupel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a smooth shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me. White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. It is three and out. It's a Tuesday edition of the program. Sorry, Ew. What was that? Good. I'll try that again uh, later. Uh, no, it's a good It'll tone setter for what this show will probably turn into. Let's be real. What does hey, that mean? Well, yeah, what kind of attitude is not with that attitude, as you always just, like to Just say. remember what I said. What? That what the shows will turn into. What oh. I just said. Just oh, remember what you that. Just said. I thought this was, no, this was some callback. No, just remember. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sure it will now. Now that you've put the curse on it. Now that you've said, you know, you're out. Well, there's a good th- show. There's a scuttle about town. <laughs> there is a scuttle. And I, I it, it almost feels a little too perfect with the timing. This feels like it came from deep within. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you get that vibe? Because I get that vibe. A hundred percent. 
And you know what? If I'm, I was one of those non-math people that says 110%, I would say 110%. But because that's impossible, and I hate that, because it's not just accurate, I'm going to say 100%. And I think it's a fair theory. It I, is a good point I would to, agree. to bring up. Some in this room will not. No, no, no. There's a difference. It's fair... But, I mean, I think some in this room have answers. Because the point was thrown out in a way like, I don't know why this is happening, Margo. Yeah, that was that was pretty dumb. It's like, yes, yes, you do. You know exactly why. There's lots of and reasons. And I'm not saying that's fair, but you know exactly why. So who, where, who's Genesis here? Danny White? Rick Barnes? Ooh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it was Danny White. Maybe, though. Maybe. I mean, Kentucky was a sellout, so I don't know if Danny White's like, oh, uh, dang. What's we're... SID? Martin? Bill Martin? What's his name? Martin? Somebody, uh, somebody Martin. He's, yeah, he's the basketball one, right? But Setkoviak's no, like no, no. the. Yeah, yeah. He's no, the no, overall. Martin's football. Setkoviak's That's right, over yeah. Everything, yeah. Right? yeah. Or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You think, like, like, their office is the people that would. And I'm not saying the coaches didn't really have care. some. care. Like they're the people that drive this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. They're yeah. sports information. They're like, hey, they're yeah. like media relations. So they're like, hey, buddy, they get the credential all the time. Why do you? Why do you think? Mayor, may this, not stand this. up for the troops. Hey, yeah. uh, buddy, like, uh, how come? How come people aren't that excited about our basketball team? Just maybe, uh, maybe ask that question. Have you thought about it? It's just, it's just funny that over the last two days, it's been what? I just realized you have the same hat on your head and sitting to the side. No, they're different. They are different. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't fit. It was new. I was really excited about it. Did you get the other one because of the orange or just because you want another? Because the orange. Okay. <laughs> it's that different that you needed the other hat. I didn't need it. It was given to me. Oh, okay. But it doesn't fit? No. Are they not snapbacks? Yes. How does it not fit? I have snapback. no idea. <laughs> does it not fit at all or like you're in between two of the holes? No, it doesn't fit at all. Your head's so big, the snapback doesn't fit. Wait, but that That's snapback right. does? Yeah, it's the same hat. Turn that way so I can see what. I got two bucks, two buckles. Yeah. Two clips. That one I got to one. I'm sorry, there's a Matt Luke joke in here somewhere, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better him than me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was excited. And no. And no it just, it's, it's just not. I mean, I guess I could try to stretch it out, but I think I like the orange stripe better. You're gonna have to get one of those. <laughs> but that's the thing; like they're snapbacks, they all fit a little bit different. I mean, they're not supposed to, but I you're, know you're right. You're right. But hats are, hats uh, are weird. It's, it's a thing. Yep. So we'll see. I'll uh, I'll make a call but today. But deep inside the bowels of the University of Tennessee athletic department, somebody has put the hit out and said, "How come nobody's excited about this basketball team?" Or why aren't they more excited? Why, I mean, this is a top now four basketball program after the AP poll was released yesterday. Tennessee comes in at number four. Purdue one, Bama two. Houston falls two spots to three after an unranked loss at home to That's Temple. That's really generous. Very generous. Tennessee at four, one spot ahead of Kansas State. And six, Arizona, seven, Virginia, UCLA at eight. Kansas now to nine, even though they lost again last night, so they'll drop again in the 
upcoming poll. Texas now up to 10, but they did drop three spots to get to 10. To round out your top 10. But yes, the coincidental mentioning by several members of the statistical media beat and journalism community mentioning the fact that, man, this team's really good. Why isn't there more hype, support, buzz? What's going on here? It felt very motive-driven from the source. And I don't blame the source. So if you're listening over there, don't get mad at me. Because I don't get it. When we critique a certain game, a certain call, a certain play, certain play in certain games, sure. But I'm excited about this basketball team. There are others, however who no matter how much success this team has, it doesn't matter until you get to the tournament. That's the fair opinion about this. No, that's your opinion. That doesn't make it the fair opinion. You're allowed to have it, but to say that that's the fair opinion. No, there are many fair opinions. I mean, wouldn't you agree it would be best to proceed with a little caution? What's the point in that? Uh, The point in that is that Rick Barnes is our coach. That's No, that's not the point in that. Why would you proceed with caution? Like, I'm not saying... What, what What does it do to you to support this team? I'm not saying don't show up to games. Everybody should be in Thompson Bowling Arena every night. It should be a sellout every night. The crowd should be But when you over every here night. every day is like, well, it doesn't matter. It'll blow it in March. Like, the, the, the regular season does matter. It matters. Yeah, show it's up impo- in support, but also, like, don't get carried away internally with your expectations. <sighs> but that's not what we're talking about. Like, one team wins the national championship every year. One team. Four make the final four. Eight teams across all of college basketball make the Elite Eight. It's a hard tournament to win and advance in. It It just is. But when you have... No, not when you have. It just is, period. It's a hard tournament to advance in. When you have 30-plus years of data pointing to a coach being underachieving in March during the NCAA tournament, like at some point, it's not just But what does that have to do with how good this team is and why people aren't excited? I'm just saying this is probably a lot of the people's reasoning. That does well but but you can't like if you could look ahead and see that this team made a final four, would you be more excited about the season right now? Yes. But that's the thing. We don't know, but it could be. Now okay. Let let me let me try and verbalize what I think Adam's trying to say, maybe, or at least half say. Good luck. Rick Barnes has done this before. I understand. This was the first year that Tennessee was in the top five of his tenure, Mm -hmm. which there was one of those years a few years ago, right? Yes. Then people would be more excited. I agree. Because it would be the first time. Mm -hmm. Like, Alabama fans are not as excited when they're 5-0 or 8-0 or 10-0 than they were the first time it happened under Nick Saban. It's the law of diminishing returns. Yes. If you are super hungry and you're craving cookies, the first cookie tastes better than the fifth cookie. It's just the way it is. I 100% agree. So to that end, that's slightly different than what Adam's saying, but a, but no, sort I, of the and same. I agree completely with that. But doesn't doesn't that just steal away like the that's fun? That's why the Kentucky game wasn't lit. 
So we've beaten them before, and they rolled in, as, and, and people were like, well, if we beat them, we're supposed to beat them. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It used to be a huge deal. If they had been number one in the country and you were number whatever you were, five, then I think it would have the atmosphere would have been a whole lot better. If it had been the first year you were number five in, you know, over a, a span of 10 or 20 or whatever it was and they were number one, it would have been bananas probably. It's just crazy to me. We're ranked number four in the country and people are just, mm, well, mm. like that's a big deal. And and I don't know, what, like if that ever happens in football, I don't care what year it is, it's a big deal. Well, here's some other reasons. Okay. I'm not sure which one you want to hear first. Uh, I have no preferences to the order. Football was good. If football had been bad, I think people would be a little more excited about basketball. So you think we're just exhausted from football season? We don't have the energy to put into ba- uh, basketball? I was talking to a banker two days ago. I yeah, was no. talking to a banker. Mm. What? Oh, Mr. Longtoothbottom. Just uh-huh. a regular guy. Just a d- My name's Nate Hodges, and I talk to bankers. I was just picking a profession like that some... You know, regular dude I'd talk to. He's on and he was Wall asking Street. about the he was asking about the show and the station. And I was like, Well, it's it's you know, yeah, it's pretty easy when the teams are all good. And that's the thing. The teams are all good. It's not a how about the basketball team? Man, can you believe how good they are this year? Thank this God season? they're saving us after that football season. I mean, that's been a thing. Number two, there's no superstar on the team. That's a big one. Especially for guys his age. Who what who is uh, he a yeah. fan of in the NFL? He doesn't even have a team. He pulls for quarterbacks. Players, yep. A lot of a lot of people his age. I'm not I'm not even knocking you, Hickman. I'm just saying. A lot of people his age pull for players, especially in basketball. Even more so than football. They want to relate to the superstar. Like that's my guy. Even the LSU's, the Mississippi States, the Vandy's, even those games are super exciting if you have a Brandon Miller who's going out there and dropping 30 night in, night out. New rule. You're not allowed to mention Brandon Miller for a week. No. Yes. I'm so sick of you telling me about Brandon Miller. He's going to score like nine points against us, isn't he? Probably. If he does, good for us, but they're a deep team, so. Number three, weak strength of schedule. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. Kansas lost again last night, right? Am I crazy? Three in a row? Yeah. Four in a row. Uh, I think it's three, but four out of five. What? Right? I thought it was three going into last night. Oh, gosh. Well, anyway. No, because three tied the longest uh, losing streak for Kansas in like 20 years. That, that I mean, that's your best win. Yeah, they've lost three in a row. It was in a it was in a preseason tournament, you know, which feels a long time ago now that we're in SEC play. You haven't had that many big games. We have the tenth strength of schedule in the country. Well, I know, but we don't we don't have like those those mass like the Kentucky game was a letdown. Coming like that wasn't our fault. I didn't say it was. Okay. Before it even started, it's a letdown because normally they're one of the top, you know, five or ten teams in the country. A lot they, to lose, not much to gain. I yeah. get it. Yep. 
You did beat Kansas, but it wasn't here. It wasn't even at their place. It was in a ballroom and wherever. The Bahamas. I mean, you you just the Arizona game was away. You lost that one. Uh, there's not been a lot of games like red letter games to get excited about on the schedule in Kansas. That's not Tennessee, defense. That's, it's not Tennessee's fault, but it's just re, it's a reason. It's mm-hmm. a reason why people aren't haven't been more excited about basketball. The Big Twelve though is an absolute battle night in night out. You have probably five six teams who are legit Final Four contenders in the Big 12. Well, we played Texas on Saturday. Game day here. We'll see if the atmosphere is better for that one. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, this feels like this This is putting the hit out for Saturday. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like, that's the reason. That's the reason for the time. Sure, sure. Is they don't want game day to be here and we have a wine and cheese crowd. Reason number five, or sorry, four, uh, that kind of goes with three. I'm going to cut that one out. Reason number four, lack of success in March. It has to play a factor. It does. But I do think it goes along with we've done this before. If Rick Barnes had just struggled in March in other ways but had never been this good in the regular season, people would still be excited about the regular season. But he's been this good in the regular season, and he's even won the SEC tournament. So now people are, there are people just sitting around kind of waiting for March, even if they're not negative about it. There might be people just sitting around like, yeah, we, you know, we've, we've had some good seasons, hadn't really quite mm-hmm. done it in March yet, can't wait to get back there and knock that door down. Like, I, I talk to people like that. They don't, there are casual fans that don't blame Rick Barnes for the lack of March success at all. They just think it's just part of it, and they're just ready for March again to have another crack at it. Mm-hmm. Number five, boring offense. You got Josh Heupel out here, touchdown, touchdown, points, points, points. And you got the best defense in the country on on the the hardwood. That list courtesy of Billy Billy Stats, Stats. of course. I agree with everything he said on that list. Those are all factors. I think football being good is probably like three on the list. What was the one you skipped? Uh, the SEC's down, but I feel like that's just strength of schedule. Like they're like it's not that the SEC's down to me. It's we haven't played the good teams yet. True, except for Kentucky, and that was a weird one because, like, if that had been Arkansas and Arkansas was ranked similarly, maybe without the South Carolina loss, I feel like that'd have been a pretty big game. But because it was Kentucky and they were so down, yeah, it didn't feel as big. I don't disagree with that. But we have big. I mean, we'll have huge SEC games in the back half of the schedule. We've just played a weak start to this to the conference slate like, because a Kentucky sucks, and b like we just kind of luck of the draw. But I mean, Texas, Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky again, Auburn again. I mean, th- those are all top twenty, ten to twenty teams. So we don't have a superstar. I mean, do we? No. No. I, I, We're a collection of really good players. Isn't that like a good thing? Yeah, but it's a nice. A gritty, well-rounded, deep team? I mean, it's nice to have that one guy who just go get a bucket. 
create your own shot, get to the rim. We're talking about excitement, though. I mean, we we got Josiah who can fly but can't do a step right. So mm. he can fly but he can't land. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's mic was off, but he said he can't take off. <laughs> Good point. Actually. Irony. <laughs> Flying J. <laughs> Flying J. Get him in an IL deal. <laughs> Terrible. I love Josiah. He's the most selfless five star I feel like we've ever had. I mean, kid does whatever. Yeah, he does. So selfless, he stayed for five years. But I think we're boring. I mean, we're we're college basketball's Hoosiers. It's great. The offense is five fun passes. when you're playing crap teams. It's it's just fun when they make shots. I mean it. They made you know, it. They make shots. They could beat anybody in the country. They really can. But I, I don't know what else you got. What else? I mean, other than just saying it's not true. People are excited. Well, it's definitely that's not true. There's just no buzz. And I just think it's a. I'm. I know I've said this before, and I'm just. I'm being 100 percent honest. It is amazing how quickly this fan base has become so spoiled <laughs> with being a top five team, making the tournament year in and year out. We just won the SEC tournament for the first time in 42 years, and there people are just like, well, we'll blow it in March. Like I remember the days when the black curtains were up in the upper deck for every men's home basketball game except Kentucky because Kentucky would have 70% of the crowd in here. We didn't make tournaments. We weren't close to tournaments. We'd get beat in the SEC tournament by 80, and people didn't care. Like they, they, It was so bad, people didn't even care. Didn't even care. Like Couldn't even get mad about it because it was so awful. Yeah. And now we're a top-five team. We're, we're entering the toughest stretch of our schedule. Number one defense in the country. This is not a year where there's some super juggernaut team, and you're like, "Well, I mean, it's theirs to lose, but maybe we can, maybe we can get there and get second place." Like this is a year where it could absolutely happen, and people are like, "Well, fire Rick Barnes. This isn't good enough." I, I'm telling you, it, it can be so bad. Would you like? I just don't know. Would you rather like have to, like, talk yourself into getting up for a big game with a top five team, or would you just? Rather it be so bad that you didn't care. I'm I'm ser- I'm talking like we we don't talk like think about Tennessee baseball before Tony Vitello got here. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, we it have, we'd have that one caller. They call in. And we're like, God, why is he bringing up? It baseball? didn't exist. It was so bad. Now we watch every game. Every game's on TV. We see the single digit number to the left of our name every time we play. We're getting 15-point wins against Kansas. Mm-hmm. We're going to a neutral site and beating Maryland. These are national championship teams, Hickman. Like, it, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I remember the days when you entered a game. like you wouldn't even, First of all, you wouldn't even schedule games like that because you just know you'd get your teeth kicked in. Now we're scheduling those games and winning them, and it's like, well, but we did it in a boring way. 
I agree that people need to be a little bit more appreciative of what Rick Barnes has done. Here. Yeah, you do. Like myself included, I struggle with I, that. But like, I thought you were talking to yourself. So, but I mean, we have thirty plus years of sample sizes of Rick Barnes underachieving in March. At some no point, coach wins a championship until they do. When it when it when you underachieve every year in March, at some point, it's not just oh crap, bad luck. We got a bad draw. This team got hot. At some point, look in the mirror, and you're the problem. So what are you saying? Are you going to be excited when Fire we get the coach? to March? Yes, I will be. Okay. Why? What? No, you can't say what you just said and then say I'll be excited when we get to March. I'm not going to be not excited to watch us play in March. Every year I think it's the year that we break through and it never happens. And But you just said with 30 years of data, why would you pe- why would you get excited? Look in the mirror. That's what everybody says. But what fans do. But teams don't break through until they break through. I'm just saying, like, are you saying we're just not loud at games? There's no passion. No, there's we no show, one talking we, we about show it. Show up, but then they show up and we score the first eight points. I feel like they were pretty loud. And then you go on these scoring droughts. Well, that's the I thing. Think we're he's talking more about the buzz around town. The the it, it, yeah, it was I a twenty four seven sports writer that I mean, asked the question. No, there are there's a lot more people than and him. Every time we talk about something around here, it typically goes off the rails very quickly. What do you mean by that? Playoffs. We're going to the college football playoffs. Um, oh, we lost to South Carolina. Oh, this is the best baseball team we've ever seen. Oh, crap. We're upset in the Super Regionals. I think it's best. Well, I, I think that's a just a, a vicious cycle of whenever, whenever the bad thing happens with a team that's overachieved, the bad thing's going to happen as the buzz is at its loudest because – the buzz only gets louder. Like until if you start the bad at, thing happens. Yeah, if you start at zero and you're headed towards a hundred, a hundred being like the national championship, then whatever, wherever spot you fall short, that's obviously the highest point. So it feels like a massive letdown. But like it, it's kind of you know, would you rather have loved and lost or not loved at all? Not loved at all. Maybe. I will say with this team, I think it's like Final Four or lose in the first or second round. I don't think there's an in between with this team. I think we got to hit a break, but I want you to I want you to hold that thought because I want to hear more. I don't, not of that. And then we'll. So you're saying there's no way this team can make an elite eight, and that's it? I mean, obviously there's a chance, but like we're so hit or miss. If you want to call in 865-546-8200, like, are people excited? Are they not as excited? I mean, I, I don't know. Is this just something that media people have kind of crafted to give themselves something to talk about in a week where you don't play till Wednesday? I don't know. Stick with us. All phone calls are brought to you on the Big Orange Philly phone lines, 865-546-8200, if you want to weigh in. Talking to the break, I mean, I don't even, I think there's this, like, animosity towards people like Hickman who are, you know, worried that the team might not fulfill its destiny in March, but, I mean, I, I think there's less buzz from every type of fan. It's not just 
people being negative, even people that are that really love basketball don't seem to be as into it as they were maybe a couple years ago. But I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just uh maybe it's just kind of hey, we're now into the the starting to enter the dog days of winter and still got a long way to go until tournament time. Since he hasn't had a big game except for Kentucky, which was sort of weird yet, and you got this big one coming on Saturday, and you know, inside the bowels of the program, they put the hit out that hey, let's get people excited. Game day's coming, top ten showdown, Texas, Rick Barnes's old stomping grounds. This is a big deal. Start the machine. So uh, I don't know. That's the way it feels like to me. Let's go to the uh, Big Orange Philly phone. He's got Matt up first today. What's up, Matt? You're on three and out. Morning, guys. Morning. Um, I think this whole I think it'll change Saturday. I, it's a it's a slow week. Um, I'm going to try to take both sides here because I think I think Hickman's got some really really good points. Um, but I think you guys, Nate, I think you made some good points too. It's it's weird because we've been we've been cup checked on this. You get overly excited. Hickman made some good examples with Notre Dame and baseball, and then go back to football this year, even in basketball. Just going looking back the last ten years with tournament play, we just lose games you don't think we should. But I kind of take this stand. I kind of switched my mindset the last couple of years with with especially baseball, but in particular basketball. I just I'm enjoying like the season because it's a fun season. Like the the season in basketball is really fun. Um, you can lose a game and it's not over like football. It's like this Saturday, I'm. That's it, it, a fun game to go watch. Like the, the atmosphere is going to be great. We're winning as a program. Barnes is doing a great job. There's that side of the fence, right? Mm-hmm. But there is the side too that it's. He's just not. It's hard to get. First of all, there's no star players on this team. Nate, you just said a, a second ago the buzz a couple of years ago. I mean, you've had peanut butter and jelly. You've had all these teams that have had one or two players that you could just relate to. This team doesn't really have that. Feed the bull. I mean, Muscovy. You know, we've got Triple some characters. J. Like I don't, I don't like. I don't know. Do we need to make some yeah, shirts for Vescovy? I mean, I don't know. They did. Like, okay. They, I think they tried to, but I, you know, it's not like uh, I'm, I'm not knocking Vescovy here. I'm just saying he's not. These these guys aren't like the most likable. It's not like they. You know, you could probably say Ziggler is probably the. I almost think they're, they're both, too likable. Like I want them to be meaner, but I don't know. Well, like, I like, well, I well, Kamal Plavsic are like they come off, they come across as like fake punks, and I hate that. I don't know why, but Grant and Admiral came across like legit villains, and when Plavsic pulls his little crap, it annoys me, and I don't know why. Uh-huh. I, maybe that's a me problem. Like I, <laughs> I want them to be physical. I want them to be. I, I would. I want them to. Be, I, I want to be the bad boys like we are in baseball. Maybe most of these guys are actually just too nice. Yeah, yeah I don't. I think they're. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's a, Ziegler's it's a, ready to fight part, the other night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. But it's weird because they're not it, I, people. There's no buzz. I don't think. I, I use the word "no buzz" loosely. It's it's just they're not an exciting team. I mean, it's not like they're throwing up eighty points a game, and they're not out there, you know, willing and dealing. Their identity is defense, and I mean. Defensive teams just aren't going to get a lot of pub. They're just not. So, on any sport. <laughs> that's why our baseball team got so much pub nationally. You're throwing up dingers left and right. You know, football scoring, fastest offense in the country. People are talking about that. 
people talk about the defense, but not a lot of people are going to tune in to watch a, a 50 points offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we're not. I mean, we're not. We've had fifty something point games, but we just hung what seventy seven on LSU. I think that a was a fun game. Seventy seven. I I don't. I didn't think so. I mean, that was fun for us. I mean, no, I agree with you. Fun for us, like, but not fun if you're in South Carolina watching the game or you're up in Connecticut. That's on LSU's the TV. fault, though. It's not our fault. Yeah. Eh, I don't know, man. I think it's both both teams' fault. I mean. What's yeah, Tennessee supposed to do? Score sixty so it's close? I don't know. Look, hey, I'm not. I, that's why it's hard. It's hard for me to take a stand on it because I, I do literally think this team. This is where I disagree with Hickman. I think they're going to make a run. I think this team will will make a deep run. Uh, and the more I watch them, the more I really believe that because for, for two reasons. One, our defense is just freaking stout. Like the numbers don't lie. Like on paper, on the court, you just can't argue that. And two. We don't go through these spurts like we did the last couple of years where, you know, if we used to, if we got down 12, we got down 14, it was kind of weird coming back. This team's not going to let another team get them down 12 or 14. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Like, we don't get down double digits very often. Um, and we can go on scoring points that while we're so, so successful this year is we can score 10. If this team gets up 15 points, most of the time the other team's not coming back. That wasn't the case in the past. Right. Even that, hey, so that even that Grant and Admiral team, man, like they they got down real big in some games. Now they were good enough to, to kind of storm back yeah. at times, but I mean there were times where they're down. Well, I'm trying to remember who didn't they lose some leads though of like 15, 20 points. Yeah, it went, it went both ways. They got up big. Uh, was it Iowa in the tournament I, that year? Iowa, we were up by like twenty three. Yeah, and, and they, they and damn near yeah went to overtime. I thought we were up against Purdue too. Wasn't that? Thought we were down big against Purdue. Were we down big? It was one of the two, and they rallied back. Something, but this team's different than that. This team's like, if we're up fifteen, they're up fifteen. Like it's going to stay at fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, or if they're down, but if you're down seven, we can still. I don't think this team's been down more than maybe that. Um, that Colorado game was weird, but other than that, like, you know, so it's weird. Like I'm watching it. I'll be at the game Saturday. They're fun. But I can see the I can see the media out there portraying it, which is fine by me. Hey, look, take the stance. I don't care. Say they're boring, whatever. I'm cool, I'm cool with a whole different narrative than what we've had over the last five years going into tournament play. For mm-hmm. Sure. No, I get that. See you guys. Thanks for the call. I mean, I think it's a I think it's a lot of factors rolled into one. I think the fact that, you know, like with offensive droughts always looming and you never know when you're going to have a dud on offense, which we frequently do, even against bad teams. I mean, we did it against Ole Miss. That game was a nail-biter when it shouldn't have been. I think that kind of messes with the psyche of the fan base a little bit. But that happens to, all, to every good team yeah, during but the regular season. Doesn't it seem like it happens with us more? Maybe, but I think it's just because you watch every Tennessee game. Do you watch every Kansas game? Do you do you no. watch when? Do you watch when? Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you watch when Purdue plays Northwestern? I mean, I, like I don't. I'm sure there's bad stretches from those teams. There's not a juggernaut team in in all of college basketball this year. Like I, I yeah, this last week improved that. I did see there was some stat. 
Alabama's going to play like six teams outside the top 50 in their like next 10 games or something. Purdue's going to play zero. <laughs> like, yeah. like their whole schedule is, you know, and that's just metrics. That's not like perception and bias with like, like we kind of do in football. I mean, that's just straight numbers. So, I mean, it's the SEC is is bad. And when you and when you have a when you have a rough stretch against a, a bad SEC team, it does feel annoying. But I'll go back to this point. Like I think SEC teams in general are pretty athletic, even when they're bad at basketball. Right. Right. So if you're missing some shots, a bad SEC team can make you look pretty bad on offense. Yeah. It probably helps us be better at defense with the numbers, but it probably hurts us on the offensive end. If you're playing a different conference, maybe maybe we're not first in defense. If we're playing in the Big Ten, maybe those teams are better at putting the ball in the basket, getting in the line, being more efficient. Maybe we're fifth on defense instead of first. Maybe. But maybe but our what, offense what, is a little better. What, yeah. Because maybe, maybe – You get into conference play, it's a little tougher. Maybe Jordan Phillips is – Julian Phillips. Where's Jordan? Phillips? I don't know. I said that the other day too. I don't yeah. know where. Maybe Julian Phillips is a little more athletic than his Big Ten guy that guards him. If we're in mm-hmm. a different conference, but in the SEC, like he's always got a long, lanky, quick dude on him. Even if that guy's not a great basketball player, he can stay in front. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it, the matchups will, will dictate what happens in in March and. What I want to see is the team get better as they go through the regular season. And they've been pretty damn good at taking care of business this season, even better than some of the previous teams between the Grant and Admiral team and this year's team. Mm-hmm. This team seems to be better at taking care of business, kind of what Matt was saying, holding leads. The Kentucky game was a disappointment. But, again, you're going to have ebbs and flows during a long regular season. So, I don't know. It's exciting to, to watch the journey uh, for me. But I'm not, like on, I'm not on the edge of my seat, you know, because – yeah, we have been here before, and that's just being honest. We'll come back. Final segment, hour one next. If you want to give us a call, Final segment, hour number one. Optimism Tuesday edition of the program. Getting better. Uh, Tennessee was up 25 in the 2019 NCAA tournament against Iowa. They were up 25. People, Went to overtime. People forget, but yeah, Tennessee won that game in overtime. I can't imagine the backlash if we'd have lost in that round with that team. Uh, you were down... Uh, 14 uh, early in the second half to Purdue. Purdue. Actually, maybe even further along than that. I mean, it was... You're down 14 at like the 14-minute mark. Let's not forget that Colgate game was no breeze either. Yeah, you were down 12 at the 10-minute mark. And obviously came all the way back, forced overtime there, and then we know what happens. I I just I still I look at the I compare that team though to this team. So Houston, I just want your first instinct, okay? Which one of these players are you taking? Ready? 
Yeah. Bone or Ziegler? Bone. Turner or Vescovy? Vescovy. Admiral or Phillips? Admiral. Grant or Kamwa? <laughs> Grant. Alexander or Plowsich? Alexander. And then uh, the bench would be Bowden versus Key. You looking at another Billy Stats tweet here? Yep. Yep. Well, people are saying that this team is better. And I'm, but they might be better collectively for whatever reason. Well, well, they might. I mean, I like you don't have what's. I know this is a foreign concept to people these days, but you don't have to have an opinion on every single question in the universe. Yes, I do. <laughs> like you can say, "Hey, do you think this team's better than the Grand Admiral team?" And say, "Well, I don't think that now, but by the end of the season, maybe they will be." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll wait to decide. That's an okay take, but but when I look at the players, yeah, I mean, I got. I think I have a bad taste in my mouth from with Lamonte Turner too for what came after. I mean, in that season, might even take him over Rescovy. It's definitely close. That one's close. He was your sixth man though, wasn't he? Okay, we'll put Bowden against Vescovy and Turner against Key. I mean, I don't, it's they're, they're probably still taking Vescovy. I don't know though. Bowden that year was yeah, he he was lights out. Wait, what? His the year like obviously he was in that big shooting slump his senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before when he just yeah. came off the bench and or started. No, some. he started. Yeah, he started. Lamonte came off the bench. He shot. Didn't he shoot like forty plus that was the, percent? That was the the perfect concoction. I mean, that's why it's, that's why it was so frustrating that you didn't perform better in March. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. The Colgate game was got too close against Iowa. You were up twenty five, almost chucked it away. Against Purdue, you're down fourteen, and you come all the way back and should have won. I mean, that was a weird team. That team, as as much as I love that team, was woefully inconsistent mm-hmm. in March. I mean, there were stretches against Iowa and Purdue where they looked like one of the great NCAA basketball teams of all time. Mm-hmm. And then there were stretches where you're like, I'm watching a midweek game with two unranked SEC teams because we can't throw it in the ocean. We don't know what we're doing. We're And that's where the criticism of, of coaching comes from. But... If you have a different coach, to your point, if I can play devil's advocate to myself, if you have mm. a different coach, maybe that group of players is never even that good to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So I don't – it's – I mean, it is the Mark Rick conversation. Like, it is – that is the Rick Barnes conversation. You know, do, if Georgia had hired Will Muschamp and gone 5-7 and seven this year, you know, like <laughs> – Everybody mm-hmm. be clamoring for Mark Richt, but they hired Kirby Smart and yeah. have, are back-to-back national champions. It, I, I'm sure you could hire a better coach than Rick Barnes. I also think the odds would not be in your favor. Fair. I do wish he would run maybe a new play every once in a while. These plays have gotten us to number four in the country. That's true. I love his early offense. It makes great sense. You watch him teach it in that overseas clinic. I mean, it's it's dynamite. And we execute it, you know, over the last few years, they execute that part of it pretty well. The motion offense is 
a beautiful thing to watch. There's lots of movement. There's lots of screens away from the ball, which is which is, other teams don't do very much. It's pretty basketball. And when the guys understand how to play with in the system and when to take shots, that's like this Grand Admiral team had stretches where they're running that motion mm-hmm. and lights out. I mean, Grant's getting post touches, scoring. Admiral's bombing threes, hitting mid range. Bowden's hitting threes. Bones getting all the way to the basket. Alexander's cleaning up. I mean, hell, you had Fulkerson and Pons coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. But there's stretches where like it, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a European sports car. Like when everything's fine tuned and the oil's just right, and the, you know it's just mm-hmm. shot out of a cannon. Yeah. But then occasionally you start to hear a little noise, and then all of a sudden it's sputtering and you know how fast can we get back how fast can we then it's going to cost you 5.5 million to fix it (laughs) i mean hey that's what somebody said they're like if rick barnes wasn't making so much money we wouldn't be so hard on it what the hell does that have to do with it i mean i'm just saying when a coach is paid what barnes is paid a great regular season should be expected he's being paid at that level to take his teams to that level in march He's what getting paid. Same person said, I let myself really get into the Kentucky game. We had a chance to basically end them and possibly send Cal packing for good. Then what happened happened. Another tweeter said, this team's like going on a date with your cute friend. It's nice and all, but at the end of the night, you know you won't get lucky. So what's the point? But you don't know. You got to keep taking her on dates. We have a good idea. Just takes that one time, man. I mean, he's getting paid top ten money to. It's like ground. Another, it's like Groundhog Day. Eventually, he figures it out, and they fall in love, and he's out of Groundhog Day, and he lives happily ever after. This is a slightly different take. Tweeter said, "It's Rick Barnes. He's negative in and of himself. He was positive asked, after LSU. He was. Po- he's been more fo- positive this year." Up question: Like, what do you mean exactly? Said he's too hard on the guys. There's no stars because he beats it out of them. He did kind of end Vescovy's flash. He, no, that's not true. Be- Vescovy against LSU had two drives to the middle of the paint where he threw wraparound, damn near no-look passes. He's getting it back. Oh, here's an interesting take. Most Tennessee fans aren't basketball fans. They're football fans, and outside of football, they're only fans of excitement. Eh. Might have some water there. We'll kick off our two next.